0: CBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans.
1: My mama, cooks in My mama in Mama's got a chunga, yeah. My mama's in Mama has got a chunga, yeah. I say, hola, hola. Hola, I say, yeah, 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 yeah. I got a chunga, yeah. ba, ba, ba,
2: ba, is easy on the dvn network and i appreciate you uh listening here t- today to this uh this edition of easy does it and it's a different type <clears throat> program it's kind of a you know every once in a while during the midweek i'll uh, do something if there something that occurs that is uh, of of particular you know import uh didn't necessarily do one last week for all the the, the craziness that was going on mostly because it was Uh, It all took so long to uh, unfold as far as the the details of what went on, and we spent a considerable amount of time over the weekend uh, talking about all of that, and uh, I wrote about it extensively uh, on Sunday and so on. So all of that is uh, great, and we're moving on to this week where uh, on Monday, Sashi Brown had a... Uh, news conference about 25 minutes long and i i listened to it and i actually um parsed it to the extent that i actually broke it up into um the uh, essentially we're gonna uh, the the two of us here we're going to listen to the entire thing together but i've parsed it into um you know every section every answer because uh, I think it's it's uh, a significant thing uh, this whole <clears throat> this whole mess after last week and also two couple couple things about this uh, I remember two years ago when Ray Farmer was the in his in, in exactly this position as far as he was in his second year team at that point was I think we had won two games by that point in the year um, in the second year after going seven and nine the year before but at, at this point too uh, we had. You know Johnny Manziel and and all of the you know the the hijinks surrounding that whole situation and just the general dysfunction of a, of a team certainly I in my opinion going in a much different direction and this team is uh, certainly good people can disagree but that was uh, a really um it, it, it was it was a as far the thing I remember about that if you if you remember this press conference. It's kind of like when Jimmy uh, Haslam st- he came, he w- took over the team. I don't know if this was the when he took over the team. I think it might have been the year when he when he fired Chud after a year, uh, when he did the the candid press conference. From now on, from the, for the end of time, candid. The word candid is going to be you know um, assigned to Jimmy Haslam because of that press conference that he gave when he first took over the team. And for Ray Farmer, that um, press conference that he gave. Kind of when he was on, you know, when he was when he was, you know, ultimately on the hot seat, um, he looked like it. I mean, he was all looked like he had just come from a workout. He's got like uh, a towel. He's like, you know, like wiping sweat off his head while he's just like talking to these reporters. And it was just a very different type of. And not to say that you know he necessarily did a bad job of answering the questions, the things that he said. But there's a thing about well, body language and so forth. And as far as that is important, to the extent that it is important, I should say, you know, Sashi Brown looked about as composed as he possibly could have in the face of, um, I I would say, a fairly consistent, you know, I'm not going to say unfair. Kind of, kind of, and just in my humble opinion, not trying to judge nobody, but kind of dumb some of the questions that were that were thrown his way. But hey, we're going to listen to him all together, and and you can be the judge of that. And uh, with that, the start of this was, uh like I said, this whole thing went about twenty five minutes. And he strode to the podium and uh, opened with this.
3: Obviously, you know, no other way to describe our first half other than very disappointing. You know, I had eight opportunities in the regular season, haven't pulled out a victory uh, yet to this point. Um, pleased with the guys' work ethic, uh, both the coaching staff and the and the players, but really disappointed that at the end of the day we haven't been able to come away when the clock stopped with a with a victory yet this season, um, and certainly our. Standards are are much higher than that, and our expectations are higher than that.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I think that second, that last thing is certainly in some doubt in, in a lot of people's minds as far as the expectations for this year. Uh, you know, th- I, for the rest of that, just for the most part, we can agree, right? I mean, I'm I, I, I'm 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 disappointed to the extent that I didn't think that we were going to be 0 and 8. I don't know what I expected, uh, other than I was hoping for 4 and 12, and Kaiser starting every game and uh, no blow up at the end of the year 0 and 8. I guess that still fits in there, although Kaiser started all but one game. That game against uh, the Texans, but uh, nevertheless, the um, yeah, I, the, the coaches and you know, he, he, happy with the uh, the effort, but it's not there. I you know, a lot of that I can agree with too. Um, I haven't been very enamored with a lot of the uh, the coaching uh, uh, the game day decisions, particularly of, of Hugh Jackson. But we've talked about that uh, at length. But, you know, ultimately, not a whole lot to uh, to disagree with there. And what else is he going to say? You know, it's it's not like he came out and said, yeah, well, you know, it, it certainly would be, you know, doing better right now if if the coach would do better. Don't really do that. And that's kind of a theme, I think, throughout all of this, is what is really the point of, of this press conference? And I think that for a lot of people, and again, thinking back to that farmer uh, press conference, it was to, um, in his case, it was to kind of... Um, you know, set the record straight to the public to the extent that he could in the effort of saving his job. And I think that which ultimately didn't pan out. Um, and I think that people have that same opinion of what what Brown is dealing with here. And maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, but to me, I think that if you if you're not really concerned about that at this stage, then really the most important thing is projecting an image of cohesion within the team and unity within the team and basically an organizational structure that is, um, you know, that, that that is for the most part working in, in as harmonious a fashion as as, uh, as possible. And I think that throughout the course of this, that that continues to ring true. But we'll keep on going with uh, Sasha here as he talks about responsibility.
3: Uh, I have liked the contributions that some of our... Uh free agents have come in really appreciative of the young players that have come in and been thrown into some situations where they've had to start earlier in their careers where they may have had to elsewhere, uh, but contributing well and seeing some of that uh, production from some of their young players. But at the end of the day, you know, guys, it's my responsibility to deliver a roster here that is talented enough to win week in, week out. Uh, And we haven't done that yet. Uh, We are confident as we move forward that we will be able to add, you guys know how well we're positioned, the the requisite talent to bring this roster back to be a contender uh, for the this division and beyond uh, but we're not there yet and so um, you know we've got to own that and, and we will
2: yeah I think that you know the free agents that were acquired the first part of what he said there you know certainly Kenny Britt is the first one that comes to mind and people are not happy uh, with with his performance I don't think anybody is and, and that's addressed later on but you look at the two offensive linemen I think all, on balance the offensive line has performed pretty well and um, yeah, it, certainly the team is uh, well, you know structured going into, uh, you know this, this off season to address, really, and we talked about this on the uh, the threads, but I, I look I look at this team altogether, team construction. Obviously, the quarterback is a big uh, question mark. With, uh, you know, I I think for a lot of people, there's a a pretty hard finality that nobody that is on the roster right now could be the answer. I still, you know, have a lot of uh, patience left in the reservoir for Kaiser. Um, Certainly haven't given up on him yet, but. Um, outside of that, the only other positions that were really bereft of talent, at, and I, it just where we've struggled at, is the wide receiver position, the safety position, and as we talked about on uh, the, the the show last week, we, come, we might have, we might, we very, we might there's a an actual chance that Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon could be in the lineup at some point this year. And if that happens, well, you know, I mean that <clears throat> right there. If nothing else happens, especially when you uh, combine uh, guys like Cason Williams and Bryce Treggs that have actually been, you know, and even Rashard Higgins at times. All right, now the wide receiver core don't, you know, don't quite seem that bad. And if you got these, okay, um, all, all well and good. But um, I think that you, we're going to be able – we are going to be in a position to address these posi- – with, with all of the – you know, I, I did a – I saw a tweet, and, and I, I, this seems – I mean, I don't know where – I, did, I had to, didn't see where the guy broke it down. But um, it was something we're, like we're on, on pace or we're set to have something like 118 million in cap space. We are beat the 49ers uh, as far as uh, projected cap space by 2018. So even more than we had going into free agency day last year we have. And we basically have every uh, roster spot as far as the position groups are basically all – you know for the, for the most part I mean you look at it, we've gone through it before all the position groups you, there's you don't really see a need for huge upgrades anywhere except for quarterback, wide receiver and safety and maybe not even wide receiver by the end of the year depending on how uh things shake out but at any rate um one area where uh we may have we may we may decide to upgrade I think time you know, by the end of the season we'll have a really good handle on Spencer Drango but the guy that he replaced uh was the subject of the next um uh, line
3: of talk from sashi 'm um, just going to hit two quick uh, two quick points here uh, and then open it up for questions first uh, Joe Thomas I think you guys saw the trade uh, the uh, the raise for Joe uh, wasn't even really an extension idea there was was really something we had contemplated and discussed uh, for some weeks prior to Joe's injury um, and his injury just came at an inopportune time we we're able to sit with him thought it was the right thing to do by him he's been a warrior he obviously has played at a very high level for a very long time and represents a tremendous amount for this organization uh, Hugh Jimmy and Myself, the rest of the staff, the entire organization, just appreciates the heck out of him and what he's given to the organization, and, and felt terrible uh, that uh, that he had that injury and brought a brought an end to his streak this year. Uh, but we. Um we we're able to extend him and bring him up to uh, one of the higher paid, if not the highest paid, uh, left tackle in the game for uh, this and next year. Uh, so we we're pleased to do that.
2: Yeah, and that's great. Love Joe, and this is awesome that they did that. You think it's because they are they, they don't want him to retire? You think that may be what the, the, the they're kind of bribing him there? And I don't even. I mean, I don't even say bribing in, in in a bad way. I mean, it's that's if if that if that's what it is, I'm down. I'm I bribe him. Do what you got to do. I got no problem with with that. Uh, but do you think that maybe what's what's going on here? I don't know. Um, but it's a nice gesture either way. It's nice of them to um, you know to 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 make the. I mean, I, I've always thought it was kind of ridiculous when people talk about uh, uh, Haslam for whatever other problems he may have that he's cash strapped and doesn't want to spend money on the team. I think stuff like this kind of puts puts the lie to that. And if and definitely, you know, and when you have a team where going into, if this guy, I have to find the the. Uh, Tweet. I, I linked it to somebody on, on one of the threads talking about this. Um, but if the guy is right and we're going to have 118 million going into next year, then yeah, we, we can we can we can afford to up a couple of million to get make Joe Thomas the uh, the highest paid uh, player uh, in the league this year and next year. And, and like I say, hopefully that will if he's on the fence at all, hopefully that extra, you know, that extra bit will will entice him to uh, come back. Time will tell. Anyway, that's that's my read on that. Uh, or maybe it's just them being good people and, and paying back uh, a guy. And, you know, who knows? But the next, uh, the ne- the next uh, subject was uh, a guy that um, is certainly going to have to uh, earn the uh, whatever payday he gets.
3: And then secondly, I think this has been reported, but I was just going to hit so everybody's clear. Josh Gordon is not back in the facility today. He will be back tomorrow. We have had very little contact with Josh, so I'm not able to comment much on uh, the state of, of his being. Um, we have had some preliminary conversations with him. Uh, we're looking forward to having him back. He will not be able to practice for the first couple couple weeks while he's here Uh, but otherwise uh, he'll be back on uh, the roster afterwards and when
2: he's saying tomorrow that was yesterday and so that was today where gordon uh was back with the team uh you know attending team meetings and so on so that's you know hey great that's like we just 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 mentioned if uh if if gordon is able you know if he's able to come back and not even not even uh getting into whether he can keep it together and and uh you know stay you know out of trouble and and stay on the field and then if he can do that you know do those things if he can still be the type of player i mean what is he 26 27 so i mean he's you know he's he's and he's a young whatever age he is he's a young guy at that age because he hasn't had the same wear and tear that you know nfl players that are this level would have so maybe that will give him some uh uh, some some fresher legs, but certainly you know, unbelievable ability. But if he's able to get back in the lineup this year, I don't care. I, I really don't care how much rust is on the. T- especially because I watched him last year um, when he came down and played in that preseason game in Tampa. He just that guy looked like he looked as good as he ever did. Um, if, if he's able to get back on the field and uh, Corey Coleman on the field at the same time, then that whole wide receiver position looks looks just a ton better. And that's a huge you know part of the uh the the problem that we have right now that if that's taken care of then uh you know then then you know then we then ultimately I mean, I, look, it doesn't mean that we still wouldn't I, and I would by the way I have no, depending on how we we go with with the draft and the next portion of, of the sashi bites are gonna be all the questions from the reporters which will be fun but the uh, before getting into that as we go into the draft I I am you know if Kaiser if we decide that Kaiser's not the guy and that may you know that may change what if they rip off eight straight wins you know to, to I know nobody you know, that, that's crazy <laughs> what if what if Kaiser plays in the second half of the year as well as did in the first half of the year oh that's crazy i that could never have it I probably won't I'm, I, you know, I know that, that's crazy but what if it happened you know that'd be, that'd be kind of cool or what if he did half as good i'm saying it's still um and if that does happen like right if he does play well and especially after we get the wide receivers back and the offense is able to put up some points and maybe you know peppers doesn't play and, and campbell does i don't you know campbell's not especially great which is disappointing because i thought he was gonna I, I thought he was gonna be but whatever um, he's still, I think, better than Peppers right now, and if he's, you know, continues to stay in there, that defense really settles down. We could win some games, and if we do, then it may be that we're not even a position to take a quarterback with wherever we're picking. If we're picking, if our first pick is like the fifth of the sixth or whatever, um, which I know right now seems inconceivable to uh, to to a lot of people, but it could happen. I mean, if we, you know, wouldn't take all that much. Although uh, right now, as um, I don't have a uh, an update on the uh, the quarterback draft class, the next guy I'm looking at is uh, Finley. But the um, the the quarterback draft class to me right now looks sensational for for 2018. So whatever, I mean, I'm not you know we're, we got some we got some some time to to ruminate on on all of that. But I'm saying if we do take a quarterback with the first selection, or if we don't, and let's say maybe we take a, a left tackle because you know whatever whatever, um, I am fine with actually I'm fine with any top pick uh, and and you know. Short of it being maybe the first overall, and maybe even at that point, but to, on a wide receiver, I am all I'm f- totally great with doing that because I, that that is a position that if if uh, I, I have definitely downplayed its important in the importance in the past, but particularly as bad as it was this year, I'm like motivated to overdo it in terms of fixing it, and I realize that's, um, I, that that's not. That's not really to say that my position on the that my position on that position has changed all that much. It's just that I'm I'm still kind of shell shocked over over uh, 2017. But uh, be that as it may, the next portion of this was the coaching uh, or the. Um the questions being opened up from the various uh, reporters. And so this uh, this first one is uh, about the uh, the front office and the coaching staff
3: relationship right off the bat.
0: How would you characterize the relationship right now between the front office and the
3: coaching staff? You know, good. I think uh, these these builds are challenging, you know, Tom, and, and they do place a lot of adversity on, on organizations. I think organizations and individuals' characters come out, uh, character comes out in those circumstances. And, um, you know, obviously not going to short to code anything. Last week was a tough, tough week for us from a PR perspective and things that we can get better on. Uh, but the groups are working together and working hard, and uh, we'll continue to. But we understand, while we haven't had the results we aspire to, that uh, those are going to be you know the types of stories that come out now we have to do everything we can to stay unified and i think those are the keys that is the key ingredient towards making these uh this a successful effort you know on both parts and we will get there
2: yeah yeah i guess it was it was definitely a bad uh pr week no doubt um and you know to the extent that that matters i don't know that it does but that's kind of what this whole press conference is about and you know um. That you know. That's 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 pretty. I don't know. That's pretty boilerplate. Anything out of there that that, that particularly stands out uh, to you? I don't know. You know. I don't know what else. You, it's it's a question that, uh, of course, is going to be. At, and I don't know who the report. And I, I, there's w- when it comes to all of these. I don't really know who is asking the question here. I don't really spend a whole lot of attention on Cleveland media people. Not you know, nothing against them. It's just not my, you know, not what I do. Um, The only ones that I'm really kind of aware of are Grossi and MKC just because of the, they they, they stand out uh, in ways. But moving along here, this is kind of the the first official uh,
3: uh, spin effort when it comes to Old Chesty. Can
0: you take us from your end? Tell us what happened with this McCarran trade, please.
3: Yeah, it's a lot simpler than what's been written, um, truly. Uh, This is just a matter of getting to a deal too late in the process. And uh, I think both sides, both Cincinnati and us, tried our our damnness to try to get the the paperwork in uh, at the last minute. And we're talking about minutes and seconds before uh, the trade deadline ended. We were on the phone with the NFL at the time to try to make it happen. It did not happen. I, I do think Cincinnati and Ernest tried it. I know we did everything humanly possible to get it done. It just didn't happen. And it is truly that simple
2: yeah okay so that's uh, that's that's him basically admitting a uh, culpability for the um the 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 mccarran trade apparently being uh bungled uh as we we're dealing with the bungles and okay uh i you know I, that's 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 cool that that is or the official okay company line we screwed this up I gotta tell you i'm I'm definitely skeptical you know and which you know whatever it doesn't matter what i whether uh, what you know what what I think about it but i'm just uh i I just have a hard time believing that um well i mean i I don't know obviously but he is definitely no matter what it was that caused all of the the circumstances to go down he is you know basically putting it on i mean he it's his it's his uh you know, um, department or whatever, to get the trade done. So, if if anybody is responsible for it, you know, it's his department. It's kind of on on him, and he's essentially taking the uh, the the brunt of the responsibility here for it. So, all right, um, here's some more of um of of this uh, of this spin effort. But
0: did they get- there is it on time? They're paperworking like that's it. Everyone, that's what we did. They get there is it on
3: time? It, it's too technical to try to simplify that way. Um, so there's no paperwork that either side got in, Jeff, that uh, would allow a deal to happen, and it's truly that simple. They had our paperwork, we had theirs, and then it was incumbent upon us to to send it in. I love how he says it's truly that simple when talking
2: about how complex it is. And and but whatever. I mean, again, I don't I don't care necessarily. I mean, I, I do care that the trade didn't happen. I'm very happy that we didn't get Chesty. But at the same time, you know, the the I don't I don't. I don't buy it and it's cool like I'm I'm good with with it being you know the line here that uh, that you know it was just something that we tried to do and uh, and we screwed it up and hey you know we're, we're it's unfortunate that we weren't able to send a, uh, a a second and third round pick to the Bengals for AJ McCarron it's a it's unfortunate that you know because we all wanted it you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I, I have, a, I just have a, I have a hard time, um, believing that, it's just me, I'm still, um, I'm, I'm still kind of of the belief that, uh, that maybe there was, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the waters got poisoned um, but it wasn't by accident but that that was addressed with the very next with the very next uh, exchange here
1: sabotage has been used uh, that you didn't want to make the deal deep down so you delayed or you know whatever you want to say Do you want to address
3: that yeah I'll go back to kind of the point I made to Tom earlier when, when you're in this situation you know things are going to get written that way we're big boys enough that's uh, wholly untrue um, so you know I, I think we were all in there Together, Hugh, myself, and uh, a couple other staff members that work on these things, at the time we we're trying to get the trade done, uh, so I'm not worried about that internally. Externally, I can just put it to bed. That's that's just not the case. Nothing we would ever do to try to make up a trade to sabotage a trade just wouldn't make any sense.
2: But if he did do it, then he would certainly come out to the media a couple of days later and say that he did do it, right? I mean, like, look, I, that's fine, man, and it's, again, I don't care. I, I'm actually look, it, I, I'm, I'm. I'm happy that he's lying about it if that's in, in fact what's going on because I don't it, it's not important to me <laughs> right that that though that we know the truth of what happened it matters to me that the that the organizational structure stay sound, and so here's what he's doing. He's saying, nope, 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 nope. There was it was nothing like that at all. In fact, he implicates Hugh in on it. He says Hugh was right there with me. He was right there next to me. You can't blame this all on me alone. He was there with me. Um, and, and what basically what he's saying there is that if if Hugh is there with him, then any um, you know. And 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 by the way, Hugh, in his. Uh, presser, which maybe we'll get to uh, later on. I didn't parse it the way that I've done here with Sashi. It's actually about half as long. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll get to it later. But he, uh, he, he really is like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it at all. I'm Not gonna say anything about it at all. Uh, I'm just not gonna do it. Not gonna mention it. Don't even mention. It. Don't even bring it up. Uh, but I mean, look, he, he's saying right here, hey, he was there in the room with me. We both tried to do this. We both actually wanted to trade a second and a third round pick to AJ McCarron. Seriously, it's what we wanted to do there. I'm not joking. All right. I mean I I can believe that. I can believe that while, you know, you know, uh, the the way that we've gone about dealing with everything else with this organization that we would just, you know, throw away. I I totally buy that. But hey man, look like I say. Uh if 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 he did, <laughs> then, you know, what's he going to do? But look, it, it it didn't happen and we're still in this whole thing together here, and so, uh, you know, The best thing for that, as far as he's concerned, I would think in this in this position, if I were him trying to do what I think he's trying to do here based on what I think happened, uh, even though it's, you know, counter to what is the the the, the, you know, the the, the conventional wisdom now being um, codified into the 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 story because it's coming from from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Uh, I just I don't I don't I don't I, I. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it with him being inauthentic about it. I just can't believe that he was he was down with making that deal. And I think that um you know that that he did that. But ultimately, it's more important that he continued to uh, cover his coach's back. And that was kind of the 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 uh, portion of the next uh, bite coming up here. Sasha,
0: the relationship between the Cardinals
1: and coaching staff did the uh, inability to get that trade off last week.
3: kind <laughs> and anything that that no i think you know we we really are a transparent and collaborative group um particularly at the top uh where before we embark on any trade discussions, even we have good discussions on how a player would fit, uh, how the coaches would see him utilize that player. Uh, and as much as these trades seem like they happen right at the deadline, they're actually usually our weeks in a process. So they're not as last minute as they, they quite seem. You have a lot of opportunity to talk internally prior to engaging and then throughout the engagement on where you'll be. So, you know, our coaching staff uh, and, and Hugh in particular is, is really my partner in a lot of these discussions. He understands right where that that is and 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 all the efforts that went into it
2: so i mean it's there's no way around this now it's it's yeah i mean hugh he was there i mean he was with me on the phone we've been we've been talking about this chesty thing for weeks now it's not quite like it seems here at the last second and hugh was there with me that you got to understand this it's and and hey that's this is good i mean this is especially because hugh comes out i'm not talking about this i'm not that essentially means that what uh, Sashi is uh, saying is is what is the, the the company line so to speak, and great. I mean that that <clears throat> again. I, I'm I'm fine if none of this is is true, and actually what happened was what what a lot of the the reporting has been that it was all kind of panicked and. Uh, and and you know there was a, a back and forth and you know Sashi's side lost out and then he ended up you know uh, killing the deal at the end whatever I'm not I'm not trying to cast the Spursians I'm not an Aspersions caster that's just what I what I kind of think happened um, but hey like I say uh, he continues on with this and you know it for reals seemed like uh, was Chesty was our guy
1: I mean if you, you know Hugh said last week that everything needs to be perfect to win and he said he was going to ask Jimmy to improve the roster and then you don't get that quarterback.
3: So how does QB react? Well, listen, you know, he's there. He knows the efforts that went in to try to get the deal done. It didn't happen. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's, nice. it's, it's our job to make those things happen. I, I, in terms of getting the actual transaction finalized, we were all disappointed that it didn't happen.
2: Uh, which is, I mean, I, I- again. <laughs> Oh, okay, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I don't believe you, but, you know, wink, wink. I, I, I'm just saying it's it's just a little hard because, I mean, you know, we all hear that hey, we're going to trade for A.J. McCarron. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, oh yes. All right. Great. Whew. That was close. OK, what the what was that all about? Why were we going to trade for A.J. McC- that That's kind of I think how I think if you put it to a vote, that was probably how about I don't know. Seventy, eighty percent of the fan base would, you know, re, respect. That was basically the sequence. Like, hey, AJ hey, McCarron, what the? Oh, okay, all right, didn't happen. All right, yeah, no, it didn't happen. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell went happened with that. Why? Why would we even? Th- I think that was how most people. Um, that was that was basically how that was a dead-on impression of just about every Browns fan when they when they found out about the uh, the chesty news or, or, or non-news, as it were. But uh, but no, they were they were disappointed, and uh, they they were they you know. So I, I I I buy it, I buy it. Um, you know, so we we move on. That's all we can do, right? And uh, and you know, we gotta move on. We gotta learn from our mistakes. Uh, so I guess
0: the one thought would be to, to talk about the deal coming at the last minute. I guess why did the wheels start turning earlier on the carrot?
3: Yeah, and I think that's the the place where. Uh, you know, I'm not going to talk a lot about the conversations with Cincinnati, but that's that's a place where I think when we look back and try to learn from all of our experiences and some of the transactions that we undertake, that's the one place that I think we were talking this morning a, a little bit about. Uh, you know, what we would do differently next time. Um, I think that's a fair critique. Uh, deadlines do make deals, but they don't have to, and so we we can get better there.
2: It's kind of a, a veiled, uh, you know, kind of throwing some shade towards the Natty, right? Kind of making them. It's kind of saying, well, you know, maybe we could have done things differently because the Bengals screwed this up. Eh, maybe, maybe, eh, maybe that does kind of take away from uh, the idea that um, that we. I, 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 I'm sorry, I just have a hard time believing that we all just everybody really wanted. Uh, Otherwise, why go? Why go out there and and do the whole nuclear thing on the front office? I guess if that, if uh, if you if you a lot of that can be a uh, contrived too because it was just the one report and so you know uh, perhaps you know you shouldn't read anything into that. But I I still think that that was. Uh, some disinformation, but whatever. Uh, moving on here, some more
3: about uh, AJ McCarron. Why did we
0: care in the first place? What would he have done for the organization?
3: Yeah, I think AJ's a guy who's experienced in our system. Obviously, has played in NFL games. Uh, he's got a lot of familiarity with him. So for all those reasons, he's a young quarterback who's who's shown some talent and promise on the field, and has familiarity with our system. That's a very rare combination.
2: Eh, okay, fine. I can buy that. It's, you know, he's he's not very good, but he's you know of 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 all the bad guys that we have to choose from this guy is probably the best fit for us because of x y and z and i okay fine he's a guy that's played some games i'm sure you can find some guys that have played some games I mean, it's you know that, that can't be that uh, much of a thing and yeah okay our system you know he could he could probably go I, and look he may i think some i think he probably could be you know on this roster the best quarterback on the roster but but I mean, what do you really kind of goes back to what do you want that for? Why, why do you want um, for why are we wanting to win, you know, four out of the last eight games or, or you know, five out of the, why do we want to do that? What is the is A.J. McCarron? Are we getting A.J. because he's going to be the answer at quarterback into the why? No, I mean, do, do we really think that? The Sashi really? Th- we pass. We pass up on Wentz. We pass up on 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 Watson. Not that I particularly care about that that last one, but passing up on on Wentz. Yeah, I mean, I wanted him at the time, certainly. Um, but whatever. I mean, we we. But McCarran is the guy that we're gonna you know put. We're gonna we're going to uh, cash all of, or, or going to uh, push all of our chips in that. Yeah, come on. I don't buy it. I just I don't buy it. But whatever. I mean, I can't I can't prove anything. I'm just I'm just telling you where 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 the heart is on this and uh and, and well I'm just and, and where the headed where I think I just it just doesn't add up that we would be looking at at that guy as a guy that can come in that can help the situation enough to where we don't have a shot at getting the the thing that we need the most if 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 because if it's not Kaiser, right? If if Kaiser's not the guy, what are we going to do? Are we going to take that 118 million and say, "Hey Kirk Cousins, we we're going to pay you, you know, 50 million a year." <laughs> what what could we, you know, What are we going to do? Are we going to go for that or are we going to? We have to draft a guy, right? And there's some awesome prospects, you know, that the way I'm looking at this right now, there's some really, really talented uh, players that we could take a look at Um, when it it comes down to draft time. And because of that, you know, if Kaiser's not going to be the guy, you know, I kind of like the. It's it's like this: if Kaiser improves and we win some games, well, then that that's pretty good, right? That that shows that Kaiser improves. And if Kaiser improves this year, then he could probably improve over the off season. And and conversely, if Kaiser you know continues to struggle and we go one in fifteen or you know, God forbid, zero oh, sixteen. Well, then, you know, then it probably is the case that, uh, you know, that that he's not the guy. I mean, I'm just saying if we end up with if we're in whatever, you know, know, sequence of events leads to us having the first pick in the draft, unless everybody starts getting hot uh, and, you know, four and twelve, you know, somehow gets you the first pick that, you know, unless uh, if we're sitting there with the first pick, it probably means that kaiser is is not going to be the guy um I, you know and, and i could be wrong about that but i'm just saying it's it's pretty strong likelihood that that, that those two things if, if we have the first pick probably means it's because kaiser's not the guy if we don't if we're in a conversely if we're in a position where we can't take a quarterback it might be because kaiser is the guy because we were able to actually win some games and at some point winning games is you know it means something um you know if anyway I, I would rather just go with that. I would rather see if Kaiser can improve as the season goes along, or and, and if not, just keep losing and end up being in a position at the end of uh, this cycle to get whoever we want, and there's some great prospects coming out in 2018, Then bring in Chesty and we win three or four games, and we're picking third or fourth, and the guy that we want isn't there. Because the teams that are ahead of us end up picking, um, I, you know, ahead of us. So, as I say, uh, I, I just I don't buy it, but uh, but you know, but what are you going to do? Okay, so the next part of this, this is where I think that uh, I think it gets a little. Uh, th- this is kind of what I think is getting into. If this is if uh, I, I think it, where it starts veering in a little bit into ridiculous town.
3: It wasn't just written the word sabotage. I mean, it's been discussed by other teams. Uh, people are saying it, but nonetheless reported nationally. Why doesn't that bother you? I couldn't tell you, Tony, what other teams are going to discuss. And frankly, that's not our concern. We know what we do here in the building. Uh, we stay on the same page in good communication. So,
2: <laughs> Tony, that's a ridiculously stupid question. You, <laughs> what, You're asking me why I care what the what the other media people think of me. I mean, why, I mean, I guess the, the question back to you is why should I? Why? Why should? Why should he? I mean, it's that's not. I mean, if, if he, all right, let's, let's play along here. If he actually didn't sabotage the deal, then why would he be upset if the media people are not just writing it, but they're also saying it as if that's like somehow that much more, uh, you know, I mean, if, if it's not true, it's not true. And if people are saying it, well, you know, people are a-holes. It happens. What are you going to do? You know, you can't, I don't know why, what is, what does he want? Is he expecting Sashi to just go, yeah, you know what? I'm real. I'm sick of this. And he, he just goes out, what, what, are, you, what are you trying to goad him for? But Sashi just kind of swats it away, like, yeah, you know, we're on the same page, so whatever. whatever. <laughs> this, as we go along here, it's kind of masterful the way that he does this. Next up, this is uh, more, more uh, complaining about the media. You're,
0: you're on the same page, you're in good communication, you and Hugh are working in lockstep, but everything that's said and written uh, and some of the stuff that's been reported that's leaked out is completely contrary to that. So I guess how do you reconcile or you know, justify that position that you guys really are on the same page and working together. When the common perception that is out there right now is that you guys really aren't on the same page.
3: Yeah, and you know, obviously, I can't go to every single report that's been out there. As I said to Tom, I think, you know, in these builds and in these moments, you know, there is a lot of adversity uh, that will put pressure on people, and we have to stay united internally. Um, I wouldn't address it other than that, but uh, we are working together, and that's that's what I would say to it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's that, that. Honestly, that sounds perfect to me. Okay, well, got the media out there talking, and he's like, "Okay, I don't really care what the media have to say about it. We're a team. We're staying united, and that's that." I, I can't really. I mean, that, honestly, that's like the perfect answer, and maybe of this entire thing. Uh, just and well, I'm actually. I think there's some there's some uh, as we go along. I think there's some hidden stuff in here that doesn't really kind of outright say. But yeah, you know, kind of read between the lines on, on some of it. But that one's just and again, you know, a, a more complaining. Well, what do you think? You know, the media well, the media doesn't agree with you on it. Well, I mean, it, what is it? Why 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 does the media matter in all this? But, Moving on here, let's talk about some uh, some Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Garoppolo, can you tell us, did you call the Patriots to see if you get him at the dread dreadline, or what happened
3: with that one? I wouldn't get into all the discussions we had. I know the McCarran thing is a little unique just because it's been so widely reported, and there actually was trade paperwork sent to the league. Uh, but, Jeff, as you know, under league rules, I can't comment on our interest in another player and wouldn't comment, frankly, just respectfully to other teams about what comments we did or did not have with the Patriots or anything one else and and you shouldn't read into that one way or the other.
2: No, right. There were trade papers sent to the league and you shouldn't read anything into that because I mean there were trade papers sent into the league but he didn't specify by whom, right? There were he didn't say that we sent trade papers into the league. It could have been that, you know, that there, there were in fact trade papers sent in by the 49ers and the, and the Patriots and that's how it, that's so you shouldn't read into anything like that. But we we you know, that's that's kind of All right, look, if you if you take that at face value, then yeah, we sent in um, I'm being a little bit facetious with that. Um, but look, if we if we if if paperwork was sent into the league, what does that say? That says that we were, were trying to get the guy right, and that it 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 fell through for whatever reason. And and if the reason is that uh, that we didn't offer enough, then how does it you know how does it how does it therefore be explained that we were going to offer a two and a three for Chesty a day later? I, that just doesn't. I'm sorry if you don't like that nickname. It's just it, I, I find it to be very playful, and I I enjoy it very much because it's it's just. It's it's just perfect, and I and I don't I don't mean that much disrespect for AJ McCarron. I doubt he's listening. If you are, cool. Um, but it it's just that he's I, I'm I'm not enamored with him for the reasons I say – Not even really so much about him, just because of where I see the franchise right now, and I just don't see him as uh, as being any anything. It would be like if Osweiler would have would have uh, started at this point. Yeah, maybe we'd have like three or four, or if we would have kept McCown. Yeah, we, maybe we would have like three or four wins right now. But would we be any closer? To really having the quarterback situation like you know solved or figured out in any meaningful way, would we or or getting it solved? Well, I say, solved or meaning or in any meaningful way, I, I I would say that we wouldn't be, and so I'm not really upset about about uh, about that aspect of this. But uh, at any rate, as we move on here, uh, Sashi is oh, uh, well now he's talking about the the players that
3: have been added. Uh, over the last several years. 2015 coming in in January 2016. We understood, if you look back, and I think you guys are familiar, many of you have documented it, uh, where our past draft classes were uh, and what we were relying on You know, in terms of pipeline of young players, older players who are contributing, uh, performing to either their contract levels or otherwise, uh, and that's no excuse. I mean, we want, as I said from day one, we want the winning to start as soon as possible, uh, and it's one of the reasons we so aggressively have tried to position ourselves in terms of, I think we're going to end up with something close to about five drafts in three years, the equivalent of that. Um, So we're realistic, first of all. And then secondly, um, you know, listen, I I want to arm our coaches and and our personnel staff wants to arm our coaches with uh, as much talent as we possibly can have to go out there and win every Sunday. And um, you know, there's certainly a lot of opportunities out there and we're realistic. There will be those opportunities whether it's you know. A player that, that's going to perform on another team at a high level or is performing on another team that you had a chance to draft or free agent that you miss on on a trade that you don't quite get uh, get uh, transaction. That's part of it. Um, and we have to be realistic and accountable to that. Uh, we're not going to be perfect. Um, that's not the name of the game, but it's to be better than the others. Uh, so uh, we we have a very aggressive plan as we move forward um, to, to bolster this roster in a huge offseason. Probably the most important we have coming up. Uh, and we're planning to
2: cu on it, the first part of there got cut off. I forget uh, the what, what I did there to, to, to get that, but I think we got the, the, the gist there said a lot uh, there. I, I thought what was really interesting is that we crammed five drafts into three uh, with what 's going to be coming up here in the off season, which at the end there he says very assertively what we have coming up this is the most you know, important off season that we have coming up as if to say that uh, there 's nothing there that that uh, connotes anything more than you know pretty supreme confidence that he 's going to be the one administering this off season. Uh, coming up here in 2018 which very much is to my mind the the most important question. You know me, I'm Mr. No, no blow Blowup. And if we're not blowing up then we are moving in the right direction and he sounds uh, very confident that uh, that he's going to be the one there that um that is finishing this off. And and, and you know um the other part of that too, the big takeaway for me is you know, you, there are there are going to be mistakes. You know, nobody uh bats a thousand. Certainly it, guys that are uh that are successful in this league you know they they are they miss all the time. I mean everybody misses all the time on picks, and I think that really looking at at the hit rate as far as you can. I mean it's it's you know a three year rule and all that, but from what we've seen, the contributions that we've seen from the guys. I mean Spencer Drango is going to fill in for Joe Thomas uh, for the rest of this year after looking really good against a very good pass rusher in the London game. Uh, that you know that's that's. That, that's that's an important thing we have um, the uh, why, I can never remember the safety's name that we uh, that we drafted out of uh uh like Dartmouth or whatever the, uh, <laughs> the <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> obviously not not the uh, uh peppers but the the young man, and it always escapes my mind. I know, and I always want to say it's Randall Telfer, but I know it's not Telfer. Uh, it'll and, and then for the other the other uh, name that comes to my mind is Travis Prentice, who was a running back in like the the nineties. I uh, come to my head, but that guy, the guy that's playing safety right now, is pretty good. <laughs> it'll, seriously, it'll come to me while I'm thinking of something else. Um, but the uh, you know that that's 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 uh, contributions that we're getting from from later round picks. You know, guys aren't playing necessarily great. But uh, you know, but they're but they're well, the uh well, one and I, Telfer's teammate at the tight end position has set the valve. And he's, you know, been been uh, you know a force out there in the passing game when he's been out there within the passing game. You go through really all of I mean, there really haven't been that many guys that you look at. All right, Julius Peppers does look I'm sorry, Julius Peppers Jabril Peppers uh does look like uh a miss right now. He does look like a guy that um yeah, I mean again I don't want to uh Kindred, Derek Kindred <laughs> Thinking of something else. I, I don't want again I don't want to um to uh you know to, to you know Kindred played his senior year and it wasn't Dartmouth, I forget what it was, some Ivy League school, but he played his senior year with like half the year with a with a uh, broken collarbone. Guy is tough. He's I think getting a little bit more i, I he's had he's had a okay year for a second year player, but I'm not really. Uh, enamored with him that much. I think Peppers has had a very, very, very challenging rookie year, and maybe some of that is scheme. We talked about him before. Um, but if you look at the other players that have been taken high, of course, Corey Coleman's had the, the broken hand problem. I don't know if that's really an injury problem. It's kind of freak thing that happened two years in a row. I guess maybe he's got soft boned hands. Uh, I, I definitely could be an issue if uh, for a wide receiver, but if he's able to uh, get back on, on the field, I'd love, to, I'd love to see what he could do, especially with some quality quarterback play. Um, but, you know, Agba looks like you know he's he's a he you know he looks like a great player you got uh to my mind anyway i mean he looks like somebody had the good uh question know they comparing him to jabal sheer i think that's a great comparison and i think that I would definitely take Ogba uh, agba at this point. And I, I like what um, I, I like the player that he's becoming there. The when we drafted three guys. Obviously, Miles Garrett looks like a stud beast. He looks like he and Njoku looks like he's going to be awesome. Peppers, you know, right now he looks like a miss, but time's going to tell on that. And you've got you know even uh, Matt Days with you know contributed with a long uh, kick return. That guy was taken. Any time that Matt Days ever does anything, I'm always going to remind people that that dude was taken two picks before the final pick in the draft. And there he is out there, not only on the team but making plays. Uh, Carl Nassib has, you know, uh, contributed this year. Sean Coleman has been starting at right tackle uh, all year. These are all guys that Sashi drafted, and they're all playing, and they're all playing for the most part, you know, fairly well. The uh, you know the, uh, the 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 rookie class this year, like any rookie class, it's 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 coming along as it's coming along, but it's going to you know uh, take time for all of this to uh, to you know. Uh, but even with that, we've gotten some some great contributions out of uh, uh, Larry Joby. And even Caleb uh, Brantley has, is, is, uh, you know, gotten some, chipped in from time to time. We've got, I mean, two of our guys have been uh, out with injury, Rod Johnson and uh, uh, Howard Wilson. But, you know, our kicker was a seventh rounder. He's had, you know, up and down year. And uh, you know we've got obviously Kaiser has started all year. So I mean, look look at all these picks. There's certainly there's there's one of them right, of of all of them. There's one of them. And of course uh, the guy we drafted a, a cornerback last year. And it's it's I want to say it's I, I, Charles Gaines is not it. It's uh, Trey Williams. No, that's not it. It's but we, we he's a guy. In fact, he may even be on our. Um, our practice squad right now. He, I, his name may not come to me as we as we go through this, but I think he's the only guy that we drafted that isn't currently that this that this regime has drafted that is not currently on the roster, which is pretty amazing when you consider how many people that we've drafted over the last couple of years. So I mean, again, um, I'm I, I've been you know I talk about this many times. I'm very happy with where we are with the roster construction. The biggest problems we've had this year again: quarterback, wide receiver, and the safety position. And if you know, if Peppers is able to turn it around, which I'm not counting on, by the way, but if, if it were to happen, um, and we get our wide receivers back, and if Kaiser takes a step last year, guess what? We got the entire team built, and we're ready to go. But, obviously, uh, you know, if uh, ifs and Butts were Christmas Day, my uh, my aunt would have a wang or something like that. Anyway, the next thing that uh, happens here is the – this is actually a, a really – this next piece is, I think, a a really good – um, we've talked about this before, about and this really kind of come up a lot recently as far as. Uh, why it's a bad idea for us to blow up, and and really kind of why you know this time around we're doing this this slow rebuild because uh, other teams don't do this necessarily. They take over, they don't necessarily come into a new team and just destroy the roster and then uh, take over a lot of you know some and a lot of teams have success just kind of taking over a roster and taking what you have there, making it work, adding a couple of things there, big bang, bang boom, you're you know you're winning. Uh, but here it kind of uh, gets into a, a really good explanation about. I think anyway, about uh, why we are doing this the way that we are doing this.
0: Long view rebuild of three, four, five years, whatever timetable you want to put on it. Why was that the route that you and the organization felt was necessary? But when you look around the league teams, every year they go from four and 12 or five and 11 to 10 and six in the playoffs the very next year. So, um, and the common denominator is they add the quarterback. So why was building the team first and then trying to insert the quarterback, why in this long term view why was that the route you guys took?
3: Yeah, so common kind of chicken and egg question, right, that goes on in this league and I think you've seen people uh, debate this one way or the other. Many of you have kind of documented this with the Tim Couch experience here, Um, whether they threw Tim out too early and and kind of ruined his career. I, I don't subscribe to that one way or the other, I think circumstances change. It's different in every building. It's different on every roster. It's different with every quarterback and his personality and makeup. Um, for us, you know, I think the first thing we realize is how far we had to come in terms of replenishing our 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 talent. Um, and so, as we've made decisions to trade back at different times, that's been a theme of that. Uh, we are, I promise you, uh, very intent on addressing the quarterback position, even when we haven't taken one high in the last two years, we've found ways to add you know other players to that, that room. And we'll continue to look for every opportunity there. Uh, in all honesty, I don't think there's a right answer. And I don't think anybody ever knows because you never can prove the negative. What what would have happened if something else? Uh, but there's certainly teams that are out there that uh, are turning around. We are going to be one of those teams. We're confident in what we're going to do moving forward. Um, but you know these things will always be second guess until we win. And we understand that. And um, we certainly have a high expectations for ourselves, and we're not going to sit here and uh, cry for ourselves. No one's crying for us. This is football.
2: Okay, so there's th- this is uh, what a lot of people have uh, 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 kind of zeroed in on, that you know, hey, uh, you know, you sometimes, you, you know, <clears throat> well, it said a couple things there, which is it's a, it's a long rebuild because they had to basically, you know, re- redo the entire roster. And, you know, and I think that he's also right in the sense that there really isn't a right or wrong way to do this. There are just not that many good quarterbacks. And so a lot of teams swing and miss at finding uh, the good ones. And some some of them aren't good right away and you have to develop them. Some of them are good right away. Uh, but there's not really a one-size-fits-all way of doing this. It, we have talked about in the past that getting the guy at the top of the draft does seem to be, seem to be statistically uh, uh, the more advantageous way. And if you look at the guys that have come out the most recently, the last several years, uh, obviously it's still very early on Mitch Trubisky. But if you go back last year, of course, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, both of them look sensational right now. The uh, two years before, or the year before that, was uh, Jameis Winston and uh, Marcus Mariota. And while Winston is uh, ha- he's having, he's had an up and down year, a lot of it has been down because of the he's had a, b- a bad shoulder injury and. Uh, it's just well not not bad it's not bad in the sense that it's it's you know it's all ripped up. It's just that it doesn't it's just nagging and it uh well and he's had other issues too. He's just, you know not had a good year. And they're they've shut him down for a couple of da- games. It might not be a bad idea to shut him down completely, but whatever. And Mariota has had, you know, some of his um some injury um issues throughout his career but on balance has uh turned into a pretty decent quarterback and so you know i, I both of those guys i i don't think well and i'm, I'm really uh confident when i can say this about the buccaneers but i don't think that either one of those teams are upset with their choice uh of of uh, quarterback and then the year before as far as taking the guy uh, at the top so really that's kind of you know those two years in a row four guys that uh went kind of one two one two and you know that that seems right now like it's all working out and of course the year before that that was the uh, the the famous uh you know Blake Bortles was taken number three overall and then there wasn't a quarterback taken until we took Billy Vegas at uh, 22 and then of course Bridgewater was taken at 32 and then Carr was taken in the second round by the Raiders I think at like number seven six or seven pick in the set in the second round anyway as I say, uh, there's and I agree with that assessment. There's no, you know, there, there's no right way of doing it. And and again, the uh, passing on on Wentz, that's that's kind of that really is a a cut and dried. All right, this is the guy. This is our our our, our evaluation as a top tier. Uh, talent. It is not. I really am, am not. And, and this is going to be kind of a brought up here in, in a little bit here about uh, Deshaun Watson. I, I think that it is entirely too early to be getting um, hand-wringing about passing up on that guy because, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, you don't know if he's going to end up being that franchise-caliber player because, number one, he you know hasn't – well, number one, number two, all the way through, he hasn't done it through a full season. The reason he didn't do it through a full season is because he got hurt, which is unfortunate, but – that's all part of this, so you know. Hopefully, he comes back. Whatever, but it it, it hasn't been uh, proven yet. But be that as it may, the uh, and by the way, all of this. If you think that I'm, uh, you know, intentionally, purposefully leaving stuff out here, I'm 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 really not. And you're free to excoriate me in the uh, the comment section of the. Uh, of the article um that is written about all of these uh casts that go up in fact guy did that last week, which is great i'm you know happy to do it whatever um I'm just uh, but I am giving you my honest reaction sometimes I get off on a tangent about stuff as some people um you know recognize Navi, and so I have to, you know sometimes I come back sometimes I don't, but I'm not trying to intentionally hide anything I'm just you know being honest and sometimes uh if I miss something is what i'm is what I'm saying. I'm not trying to cover anything up i'm just you know I, there's there's lots of ways to go about this and i may not be hitting absolutely every one of them uh, but i am trying to come at it from the point of view that i'm that, that that i'm taking it in as and you know like i say thus far it's uh it's you know it's it's about what you could you know could reasonably expect uh the next up here is the direct question from mkc about this whole uh, 5 p.m business that you know came out on tuesday from the coaches that. You know that that they had went oh well that essentially that they had left uh, early left the office early while the coaches stayed and worked which turned out not to be true as uh, as, as was later uh, confirmed but uh, they were mad because everybody was gone at five p.m. and thus they you know apparently the assumption is that Sashi was out at the bar or was bowling or whatever while uh, you know Belichick was like you know or or should have been working the phones trying to get Garoppolo of course he just said that you know that trade paperwork was sent to the league. And so we we just let let me let, let, just let Mary Kay ask a question here.
0: Uh, do you, do you is it true, that, is it true that is it true that that you were gone by five Mary p.m. K. on Monday night, and that you were kind of caught off guard by the by the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing, and, and that you were not in the building?
3: Yeah, I'm not going to get into specifics, Mary Kay. I think um, you know I've, I've seen a lot of that being written. Um, we will never know what's in the minds of other teams. It would be nice to be able to control where all the other teams are going to send their players. We don't have that control. Um, but a lot of this stuff has that's been written has been made up. So someone can call my wife and kids and tell them where I was at 5 o'clock. But uh, it certainly wasn't home. Someone could call my wife and
2: kids and tell them where I was at five o'clock, but it certainly wasn't home. <laughs> that's hey, hey, man, I'm 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 cool with that. I don't really care, <laughs> you know, because because it was always a BS thing to begin with. Because the guy, like everybody, like all of us, he lives with his media on him all the time. Because this is not twenty friggin' seventeen, and that's how it works. If he's not in the office, he's still working. I, it's, I mean, I guess somebody had to ask the question, but it's just such a dumb thing. Uh and and, which is not I'm not that's not disparaging to uh to to Mary Kay. That's not at all what I'm trying to say here. I'm just saying and like I say, somebody has to ask the question and she's, you know, was was respectful about it. Um but it's just just really just kind of an asinine thing. And but I mean but look at it like a lot of people has point out, he didn't exactly say that he you know that he was at the office. He just, you know he just worded it in a very (laughs) which you can read into that whatever you want. Uh and, and it doesn't really matter ultimately because if you know, if The thing is with this, we're not going to know, and he's even mentioned, you can't really know what other teams are thinking, what anybody's going to do, and nobody's going to know the full full story about this. But as far as we can tell, it really does kind of look like we weren't in on the Garoppolo thing for any number of reasons that – yeah, we've talked about before, we, and we'll talk about later, but right now we're going to talk about – I mean, because we're already, uh, you know, talking about quarterbacks that um, that haven't really that, – that were disappointed that we didn't get that haven't even done anything in the league. Let, let's start talking about quarterbacks that were disappointed that we didn't get that, haven't, that have done things in the league.
0: Josh, if you guys decided you have to change how you evaluate quarterbacks in the way that it appears you missed on Wentz and then on Watson and – they're obviously really,
3: really good. Yeah, you take your hat off to, to both those young players who are off to hot starts to their careers. Um, I think whenever we look at an opportunity in the draft, first you come knowing that there's going to be opportunities that you miss on to add talent to your roster. I think good organizations, I've talked about this before, do go back and look at those decisions and those evaluations. What did we miss? Um, we're, we're perpetually doing that here internally. What is all the information we had? How did we gather it? Was it accurate? How did we analyze the information, put it all together to come to a decision? And some of those are more strategic and tactical to Daryl's uh, question earlier. Uh, and some of those are just purely in terms of the actual operational issue of evaluating the player. And we look at it both ways. Um, you know, I think we've got some really good processes in place. Uh, we, I'm pleased with the guys we have pulled out of the draft to think that they're performing well, uh, almost to a man. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we always can get better and we'll always look to get better, certainly, including at the quarterback position, absolutely
2: and he's, I think he said that exactly the right way yeah it's good to see those players are off to hot starts to their career and neither one of them is a full on proven you know legit franchise quarterback yet now Carson Wentz he looks every bit the part I mean he he looked at uh, last year and a guy looks like a star this year so I mean I for me I've seen enough to be convinced um, but I mean at the same time what if you know what if he gets in the playoffs and the guy just can't you know t- turn you know, he's wilts that you know there are guys that are like that you don't, you don't know I mean what I'm saying is that it could be there. There's there's that. That's why that whole three year thing happens. It's for both of those reasons. Right now he looks great, and the I'm not I'm not suggesting that. I am saying that there's at least that possibility. With Watson, it's a whole different story because he's got you know far less of a sample size, and so that's 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 the first thing. The way that he that he said that was exactly right. But then the other part of this. Um, I mean, the last part of it is spin, whatever. But the 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 meat of that is that yeah, okay, you make your picks, and then later on you go back and you look at it and say, ah, you know, I probably should have got that guy instead. What do you? Why do you? Why, you know why? Why? How is that not? And, and maybe you know, if I'm talking to you, you're like, what? What do you? What do you get mad at me for? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. There are people that kind of expect that. Um, that we have to, we absolutely have to get every draft pick. You know, if we don't, then we are then then, then whoever it is needs to be fired right now. I mean, we're going to miss on people. It's going to happen, no matter who it is. You know, the, the greatest whoever is the greatest GM in the history of the world in your mind, that guy missed on players. It happened. So he's he's saying that here. Yeah, okay. Sometimes you miss, and you know, what do you do after that? You have to go back and you have to look at uh, what you were doing, not just in the strategic and the and the technical, but the. Da, 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 da. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. You learn from your mistakes. Was not drafting Carson Wentz a mistake? All right, look. Um, this, is, this is a worthwhile thing to talk about. Not necessarily going to do it right now, but when you look at, you know, the way that what that trade has done, the overall pieces that have been added to the roster that have formed, the, you know, this team, would we be better off if we just would have uh, taken Wentz? Yeah, I think probably. Yeah, we would be. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's 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 not, it, you know, we, do, we don't get the benefit of hindsight. We don't, you know, we, we don't get to do that. And so all you can do is you learn from it and you acknowledge that Carson Wentz is not going to be the last franchise quarterback to come out of college. There are going to be other guys. Uh, just mentioned, you know, four guy, four out of four, it looks like, in the last two draft cycles that had quarterbacks go number one, number two overall. You know, and I'm looking at this quarterback draft coming up. There's going to be other guys. It's unfortunate that we didn't get the goofy ginger from South Dakota, but, you know. Whatever. I mean, there's there's other guys that played for other schools that actually have Semtex ratings. You know what? Yeah, we don't even know that. We don't even know if Carson Wentz would have been gold because he doesn't play for a big enough school. But you know what? <laughs> That's just that's just that's that's just a funny thing to me. Alright, so with with all of this going on, what does uh what, what what does the owner think of all of this?
0: I'll ask you, so you again. Um, what do you tell I mean it's it's every Sunday people see, you know, Carson's doing really well, like the missed opportunity there. It, when Jimmy it sucks, Haslam man. asks about that, because I got to imagine he sees it too, you know, what do you say from your perspective? Uh, how do you explain to him that, you know, you might have missed one, but here's why it's okay.
3: Yeah, listen, we never walk away feeling like it's okay in terms of that's something we plan to do. But we also have to be professional enough and realistic enough to know that's going to be part of it. Um, You know, there's a guy out in Seattle running around that the entire league passed on two and a half times. And uh, those are the things that you want to learn from, you know, in all honesty, and you got to be accountable to him and go back and take a look at it. You know, and I'm not going to comment on Carson. I'm, you know, happy that he's off to a good start to his career. Uh, obviously, um, you know, for us, the the focus has to be moving forward. What can we learn from that? That can help our decisions moving forward.
2: I mean, what else is there to say about this? That I mean, what does he expect Sashi to say about the? Yeah, well, you know what? I, I talked to Jimmy, and he cusses me out every time because he just he's so pissed off that that. I mean, what do you, what do you want? It's. I know. I mean, people, are, he's going to get this wrong. He doesn't get another shot. Look, it. it is far more consequential to pick a guy and have that guy bomb than to uh, pass on a guy that ends up being great. And a lot of people have a problem with the whole Russell Wilson thing. It's true, though. I mean, the whole league and everybody passed up on Tom Brady a million times. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, guys are outliers. Get that. And, you know, for the most part, the guys that are consistently – you look around the league and when you look at the bulk of the good quarterbacks, most of those guys came from the first round. You know, so there is that. That 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 is a part of all of this. And if I'm going to quibble with the overall strategy, then I say that, uh, you know – um, I, 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 I would have preferred that we took a quarterback uh, in in either of the last two drafts with the first pick that we had. I would have been fine with Wentz, and that's with not even knowing that the Yams were going to take uh, Goff. I didn't know, and it, I mean, we had this talk too. A lot of people now, in, in hindsight are, are kind of uh, assuming that the Rams were all in on Goff. Right? It, there was an, it was an open question. It really was uh at least to my memory it was it really was an open question as to what they what what the Rams were going to do there all the way up until they actually picked Goff but i'm saying even if the Rams would have went with Wentz there um which is the the calculation that that we would have had to have made at that time because the Rams had made the pick so we must have um assumed that they were going to take um Goff there uh, but I'm saying even if they would have taken Wentz, if the Rams would have taken Wentz, I would have been fine with golf. I would have been fine with either one of those guys. This year, now I love Miles Garrett. I love Miles Garrett, and I'm happy he's on the team, and I look forward to hopefully the long and fruitful career he will have uh, as a member of the Cleveland Browns. But at the same time, I would have preferred that we take either Trubisky or Mahomes with the number one overall. And then certainly after not uh, uh, taking either one of those two guys, and definitely after Trubbs was traded with the second pick, I would have moved, you know, I, I would I would have taken the picks that we used uh, for, you know, the, the 12, and at that time we had the 32 and the 52. I would have taken all that crap, and I would have taken it to move up to, uh, to get Mahome at at five or six or whatever it would have taken to, to do that, and maybe we tried and and they told us to bug off, uh, who knows? But that that I would have I would have done that for I would have taken either of those guys at one or I would have traded back for either one of them. So I, I'm telling you where I'm coming from on this is I wanted the quarterback and I wanted the quarterback at the top of the draft, both of the well I mean going back every year every year I want us to take a quarterback with with our top pick. Uh, other than I think the year that we went into it with Manzel because we thought at that point that maybe he whatever I, I'm saying whatever we don't have the quarterback position solved it's what I want us to do. Um, at the same time, I can understand that if you don't if you don't think that he's the guy, it's it's better to not take that gamble because you don't get us if you if you make that sort of commitment with a guy at that at, at the top of the draft and it doesn't work out, you're years into the process and it's better I. I, I, I Well, I mean, I don't know that it's better. This is the point. I mean, I would personally have done those things, and then you just kind of, you know, roll the dice with it and then commit to a guy. But they've got a more deliberative approach. I'm not saying that I agree with it, but you know what? When I look at the way that the rest of the roster is constructed, and it's just me, I mean, like I say, I'm biased in all of this in in the sense that I want it to work. Uh, so I, I can see, you know, the, the, the justification for a lot of it because, you know, it, it does make sense. And the way I look at this roster, it looks pretty good to me. In a lot of places, I think that they are going to get this quarterback position, right? Whether it's already on the roster in Kaiser or whether we're going to be picking a guy with uh, the first or the second or the third, whatever it is we have, uh, pick coming up. Uh, so at any rate, that's, you know, I, I doesn't mean that... Uh, well, I mean, okay, so that doesn't mean that he's, uh, you know, that he's absolved for, you know, his or he doesn't have culpability for... Well, what do you want? I mean, the draft happened, we didn't pick the guy. So does that mean that, you know, I mean, I guess if after next year, if we don't... If after next year, we don't pick a guy in the first round, and Kaiser's not the answer, and we're no closer to it, okay, well, at that point, you can start saying, okay, well, what the... Dude. I mean, when when are we going to do this when we got this pick, and we've done the whole, you know, tank and, and be terrible thing, but when are we going to especially next year with all the talent that's coming out i mean good lord there's there's so much uh to choose from there why why not do it next year and so then i think it's it's worth questioning but to do I mean especially when the the pick that we had with Wentz I mean they, they you know they were in they were in office uh, so to speak for two months they were working with Ray Farmer scouts and you're going to hinge your entire uh, you know uh, your, your career this whole thing this entire movement is going to hinge on depend on because you can't start trading down from 32 uh, and 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 do this whole thing from from there uh, like we ended up doing and if you don't you know n- have enough information at that time to make that sort of commitment then you know it's understandable why you're going to move on uh, at least that's my opinion on it, and that's been my opinion on it before you know all this hubbub um uh, well actually before people start getting um all misty about uh, us passing on watson and then you know extrapolating that along with actually it's 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 right it's it's fine to look at wentz and be like man we could have had that guy but to also do that with Watson at this point, I just think is is no. I just, I just think it's still premature. But nevertheless, moving on. You can say you
3: didn't learn from it because when you, you traded down the next year at number twelve. So yeah, Tony, I, totally I would just times? say I don't think just trading down. I don't think trading down is was the problem. You know, I think it's just purely evaluating. There's obviously a lot of teams that passed on Russell Wilson that know how to evaluate quarterbacks. There's a lot of teams that passed on Deshaun Watson or other quarterbacks that have have. Derek Carrs and the others that didn't go one two in the draft um, that that certainly have um, uh, that have the ability to evaluate quarterbacks and um, I don't shy away from missed opportunities at all that's going to be a piece of it there's a lot of non-quarterbacks out there frankly that are playing well right now too we'd love to have on our team but we're not going to get everyone right um, and we haven't uh, and we won't move them forward we will get enough of them right and we will solve the quarterback position here.
2: And the implication there by growth, oh, you trade it down, you say that you learn, but you didn't trade, trade it down to you. Well, look, the, the, the idea that right there at 12 that Watson was the no doubt about it, uh, it, 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 by that point, he was the third quarterback in the draft. How often is the third quarterback in the draft? Uh, taken with a, a a first round. How? Let me say this differently. How often is the third quarterback taken in the draft in the first round, particularly in the top fifteen? I believe in um and uh, well, we had uh, Wentz and we had Goff and or we had Goff and Wentz, I should say. And who was the next quarterback that was taken uh, last year? It was it was Lynch, right? Wasn't he the next guy that was taken? I don't even remember at this point. But that was in, it. Wasn't in the twenties. Typically, I mean, especially the last couple of years. Uh, you know the th- the third guy around. In other words, this idea that it's it's one thing to look at Wentz because he was you know so high, such a high prospect at that point, um, and say okay, yeah, that's a dude you, sh- you should have okay, you got your evaluation wrong on that. But to look at Watson, I mean, it was an open question at that point whether Watson and Kaiser, which was the better prospect, right there. But to say, oh, you to down. I mean, look, there was Watson has been great. That's you know, that there's no doubt about it. He he had a fan, well, I should say he had a great first half of his rookie year. Um, but it's not as if that was a slam dunk that was going to happen. Sometimes guys are just like that. I, look, I'm—I I can't say that I'm really super surprised at it because he was that—he was a type of prospect where you're like, you know, he could—he's got you know this flaw and he's got this flaw, but he also has these other things that he could be really, really good. And ultimately, you go down to the evaluation of of the people in charge, and and I I am happy to live with that. And then you you turn around and you say, well, yeah, but, you know, the evaluation obviously was wrong because look at what Watson did this year. Yeah, Watson looked great, and then he got hurt. And I'm I'm just saying, if part of the calculus here was the guy, you know, he flashes great, he's got great potential, great ability, but he's, you know, injury prone, well then, you know, what are we talking about here? And if he now look if he comes out next year and he's lights out again okay then now we can oh how come how come you didn't you know have watson rated higher on your board all right fine especially if we're if we're still you know um dinking around with whatever at that point but it just i mean the, the, the implication of um how you can you know know what you should have done absolutely at that point as if everybody knew it at the time too this hindsight nonsense that and it's not to say, and the one thing that I see often is, oh, well, you know, I'm not paid to do this. You know, these guys are paid to do this. It's look, it's 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 not like um, like everybody gets this right. I mean, it, most of the time, people get this wrong when it comes to investing in quarterbacks. It's just there's. It, and it's not to say that after half of a year that it's an absolute miss, but you know I I, I you know I'm, I'm blue in the face with this stuff. Um, and it's not all about just look. I, and, and it's not to say I would have been I would have been thrilled if we would have drafted Watson both at the time and having watched it since then. It would have been great. Although, what if we would have drafted Watson and he would have you know blown his leg out playing with us in a non-contact injury in in practice, which is how a lot of these ACL tears happen uh, in the first place. You know, then, you know, how would we be feeling about that? Would we be feeling like – how would you be – seriously, how would you be feeling about that right now? If we would have drafted Watson and he had the sort of first half that he had, uh, and then he he uh, he duffed his leg all up. How would you be feeling about the situation right now? If you were a Texans fan, how would you be feeling about it? Especially, especially – and this is – you know, my man Ska, who gets a lot of crap mostly because he's really old. But also, I mean, people were kind of unnecessarily giving him the business um, – you know, but he has been kind of like hey look it, it wouldn't be surprising if at the at the uh, you know second half of the season if Watson kind of hits the rookie wall a little bit and as teams get more tape on him I and mean, people are like ah, that's just you you're just being a homer you're trying to justify the fact that we suck cause we... <laughs> all right fine fine but there is some truth to that I mean, if you look at—I mean, I'm, I'm watching a game against I uh, think Kansas City where he ends up, you know, throwing. I, I saw the next day he threw—he he, he, counter for like five touchdowns. I was like what? I mean, in the first half, the guy looked like he was totally, you know, overmatched. But you know, that's fine. He ended up making plays, you know, later in the game. And the kid's definitely a gamer. We know that. I'm not running him down. Don't get me wrong. I am saying, though, that, you know, if I were a Texans fan, I would probably, you know, be really, 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 really bummed out, not just because of, you know, the, the, the guy got hurt and he was having a great rookie year. I would really have loved to have seen what the rest of his rookie year would have looked like from a developmental standpoint. But also now you have to factor in how does this, you know, portend to his future uh, being able to stay healthy. And I'm just saying, if we would have picked the guy and this would have happened, how would you feel about the situation right now? Because there wouldn't be a Kaiser on the field. There wouldn't be and we wouldn't have uh, oh, there wouldn't be an Ninjoku, which you know, may not matter uh, to your mind. And there it, it especially. Well, no, there wouldn't be because, well, maybe there would be an Ninjoku. We may have traded up for that. But there wouldn't be a Peppers. I don't think anybody would be upset about that. Certainly nobody would be upset that we wouldn't have Kaiser. We wouldn't have Peppers uh on the roster. So we'd be throwing out Hogger or Cod for the rest of the of the season. And even that wouldn't be uh, all that bad. I'm not really hating um overall that 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 scenario, but at the same time, how would you feel about the future with all of your eggs now in the Deshaun Watson basket and with some you know, pretty open questions, right? I guess at that point, you know, um, a, a bird in a hand is better until the cows come home or something. Uh, but at, at, at any rate, the next portion of this has to do with uh, the, the, the group that I was talking about earlier that may get better as the year goes along. How do you handle,
0: mentioned before, about coaches in the office. This is sort of a Browns almost ugly tradition of when things get bad, they're splits. How do you prevent that from
3: happening this time? Yeah, and I think it's it's been here, it's been elsewhere, well documented. I, I think it's incumbent upon the de- leadership to come together, um, and to and to address it and and to lead through it. You know that that is what uh, adversity will will breed in professional sports. It's highly public, uh, it's very competitive, and uh, we have to we have to lead through it. I think it really is incumbent upon us, from ownership right on down, to be the type of organization and to mandate. That from everybody in our organization That's all the staffs.
0: I asked you the Followed night of the Jimmy. draft, how come you ignored wide receiver? And your answer was, "We're young, but we like the guys we have." Uh, so did you, did you? Are you wrong? from these guys, or, or uh, how disappointed are you in that
3: position? Are you stupid? Yeah, I think you know when we look at it, obviously Corey's been hurt uh, and we've missed him. But we certainly, uh, as we look at that group, understand that it hasn't performed as well uh, as we had hoped. Uh, bringing in Kenny, and he's off to a slower start than I think we expected and wanted. Uh, but not just singling him out. I think the entire group can get going. Ricardo's had a couple good weeks uh, and settled himself down and made some big plays for us. But I think as we get Corey back and come off the bye week, we'll, we'll get that group growing. Al, Al and Bob do a good job with the wide receivers, coaching them, bringing them in. We've had some new players that we've added late at the trade deadline. I'm sorry, the uh, waiver wire and claim those players. And we'll continue to work them in. Uh, if Josh is able to get back and onto the field, which we expect will happen, that'll be a big boost to that group as well.
2: Yeah, I mentioned those guys earlier, Casey Williams and Bryce Trags and, and, uh, Traggs and of course, um, uh, uh, Gordon uh, all over. it's the, mentioned there that, um, you, you know, because the, the the tenor of the question, certainly. And, you know, it, it, we got to, uh, you know, there's got to be, Essentially, accountability from leadership, from the ownership on down—that was a a phrase that was used there in that last in that last bite. And I think that that theme kind of uh, continues here a little bit. And that's because I mean, as far as the wide receiver is concerned, what do you want to do? We did draft four guys last year. And uh, three of those guys are still on the roster, and you know we we then picked up a couple of waiver guys, and and Britt has been a a a, a giant turd of an of an off season acquisition hasn't worked out, and, and and Coleman's been injured, and Lewis has been god awful, and uh, that's I mean, but he's to his to you know Satchi's right, he has he's gotten better, he just needs to stop dropping the fucking ball, but all right. Um, continuing on with uh, with with kind of the the uh, organizational structure. So, like, Back so
3: to- you, you sat here and told us the idea of sabotage was wholly untrue. But did you have that discussion behind the scenes with, with the coach and staff, with Hugh and his assistants? Because um, you know, even if there's report out nationally that several coaches believe that it indeed was sabotage. Have you had to have those talks with those guys? Yeah, again, Nate, I've, we're going to leave the internal discussions internal, um, but as I said, I'm, I'm not worried about that part of it. As I said, Hugh was in the room as we were hustling to try to get the deal done, so he observed it and witnessed it. Um, for us, we have to be realistic and, and big boys about the fact that right now we're not great and it's easy to pile on and write various things. So, um, uh, all those things to Terry's point we'll have to lead and and as a as a leadership group not just me but as a leadership group get through
2: as a leadership group not just me but as a leadership group we'll get through that's you know this is pretty Hugh was in the room with me as a leadership group not just me we need to get through this is you know this is this, and, and you know the, from the ownership on down this is this is not um you know in, in a heavy-handed way but it is kind of saying hey look you know we're, we're there's there's more than just me here that the uh, that all of this has to get i which i'm fine with um i'm i'm you know, I'm, I'm I'm fine with all of that. Uh, you know this, and Hugh Hugh was in the room with me. Again, that's that's hey, that it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. He's my alibi in all of this. And then Hugh comes out. Let me just start off. I'm not gonna you, know, you know I know you guys talked earlier today, and I'm not gonna take any questions about it. All right. Well, then that means that that it stands. And uh, this, you know, of course, of course, this isn't good enough for anybody. How can anybody trust you with any of this?
0: If, if it's purely evaluating in terms of why you guys passed on uh, Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz. What, uh, what can you say to, to fans, to coaches, to make anybody believe that if you have to pick a quarterback in the draft coming up, that or in free agency or anything, that you can get that right?
3: Yeah, I think you know the the group that we have here. Um, one, we we work well with the coaches. We've got good processes with them as we move through, uh, you know, our, our spring. Evaluation and actually, it'll it'll be free agency this year potentially as well. Uh, that that we will work well together, understanding what we need for our system, um, and you know we're we're gonna work it. As is, is hard as we can, in all honesty, we've got good processes in terms of background on these guys, good systems in place in terms of evaluating and touch points all over the place. So uh, we will get it right. It doesn't mean we're going to get every single one right, but uh, we're confident of where we're heading and, and the group we have here in place.
2: Yeah, um, I... <laughs> I mean, I, what, what, how, how can people trust you? To do? I mean, well, I mean, one way you could do is look at the rest of the roster and see that you know the way that these guys have have built the rest of the team around whoever the eventual quarterback is going to be, if it's not going to be Deshaun uh, Kaiser. And you also can look at it this way, which is a way that I think is important. We talked about this in one of the things too that you know in, in this whole time where Sashi is making this first decision when it comes to Wentz, and Wentz is really the only. Again, I, I'm not. I'm not going to worry so much about Watson. You know, Wentz is definitely a miss, you could say, at this point. But at the same time, Sashi's in the building for two months at this point, along with Hugh. And they are using all of Farmer's scouts. You know, it's kind of... And in Farmer, in his first draft, when he drafted Billy Vegas, he was using all of Bambardi's scouts. And this is the p- part of the churn, right? Because usually... You got. I mean, what do scouts do? They've been watching the the NF or the uh, NCAA players, and they're going all around the country scouting these guys. You know, starting basically in you know like the summer of the previous year, and they're doing nothing. But so by the you know by the time that all the blowups happen, by the time that all the firings happen, it's like you know uh, early January, and you can't just bring in a team at that point to start scouting for a draft that is, like, two months, away, three months away. So you end up, you know, holding over those guys because they've already been scouting for you, and you get, you know, all the information from them, and then usually what ends up happening is after the draft, then you fire all those guys and you bring in your own dudes. That's usually how it works out, and that's typically how it works out in our case. So, you know, and it, it, with, with, with all of that... Um, You know, I can understand that, look, this is the most important decision that we are going to make as a as an organization. Uh, We're not going to make it with, you know, three months together and with a with with not even our full group in place. Uh, I I can I can understand that I can understand that that decision making process. And last year. Um, you know, Garrett was just too good of a of a prospect to pass up, and they didn't have the you know the the eval for for Watson, which I think you know can be reasonable, depending on how his career plays out. So I mean that's I mean that that's a couple of ways to answer. You know, the quarterback question. But here's another way. Now this year, this offseason, he has had his people in place. His scouts have been scouting people now for multiple years. Uh, He's been working with Hugh now for multiple years. They've had this process in place of going through the draft system now multiple times. Is there a I mean, are they not more prepared, more able, more agile, more ready to pick a quarterback than they would have been either uh, last year and certainly the first uh, draft go around? That's my that that, that would be my take on this. That's that's a way that that I think you can make that you know that it's not that far of a leap to assume that the guys that have been working together for longer are going to get more they're going to be more assured in their decision because what's going to be required if we do end up spending a number one or a number two uh, overall on a quarterback is the entire organization needs to get behind this guy lock stock and two smoking barrels and if they don't if we don't then the whole thing is doomed anyway and they just haven't found that guy that they're ready to do that yet that's why they've done the whole Moneyball process by getting guys that are, uh, you know, guys like Kaiser and, and RG3 and, and you know, just various people that if they hit, great. If not, all right, we didn't really spend all that much and we can move on to the next guy and we go through this process rapidly. And uh, obviously that's not one that, that uh, people like. But, you know, I mean, at the same time, they're able to build the rest of the roster and we keep, you know, losing. So we're in a position to, uh, to draft high uh, the next time around. But at any rate. I I certainly can understand the consternation uh, on it, but I'm just you know I just I just look at it a different way. That's all, and uh, because and this next (laughs) this next thing, you know, football guy.
0: (laughs) down for about three more. Do you need a football guy to help you with this evaluation? in the, you know, going forward, uh,
3: we have football people here, Jeff. But we're always <laughs> looking at our staff to figure out where we are. Uh, but really pleased with the job that the guys have done. Again, if you look at the players we have selected and how early they're performing, performing well, uh, then you know I think you can see that this this group can evaluate, um, and uh, and and we'll continue to do that coming up in the next draft. Yeah,
2: on the next draft that he that I am going to be running. I mean that, that's that I mean he says that in in a very assertive. Way way, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see that coming up in the next na- what I am sorry, that's kinda of just an in inane question. I'm just gonna move on to the next thing here.
0: Uh, Kaiser basically starting from day one and really there's a no kind of veteran quarterback. I'm not talking about to mentor him, but simply to put in the games for a while so so he could get- get acclimated to the league
3: and so on? You know, we have um, a lot of trust in kind of the decision in uh, terms of how to manage that room. Uh, David and Hugh do a good job. They're close with all three guys, Kevin, Cody, and and Deshaun. Obviously a young room, not a lot of experience in it. Uh, Decision that we made, you know, at the deadline to move on from Brock. Um, And so it's something that we'll certainly have discussed and revisit, but Deshaun's doing a good job in terms of His resilience, his focus, all three of those guys are working hard. Uh, Cody and Kevin have been ready when their number's been called. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cody.
2: Kevin's been ready to to play terribly against <laughs> against the Texans, and and Cod had that uh, that one half where he came out and, and did okay for like the first drive and and, and uh, Cody'd it up. And I love. I, I'm sure people heard that you know Deshaun's been doing a good job, and people having aneurysms uh, because because of that. Hey, you know he's right. I mean, they, they could have went with with Osweiler, but what would you want? I mean, what, would you be feeling better right now with the situation if we were sitting here at three and four or at uh, three and five? with uh with with uh, brock lobster at the helm and and and, a, and and by the way if that was the case if we were three and five right now with osweiler what do you think would be the the uh, most of the conversation every day what do you think what do you, you think let's 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 put ourselves in that let's assume that that hanging on to a brock lobster would have put us in a position where we are winning games because we have a guy that's got a little bit more experience yada, yadda all that um, and and thus we win. What do you think we would be talking about every single day? It would be, you know, we really ought to see what we have with uh, with uh, Kaiser. We really ought to see what we have. You know, we're not getting anywhere with with uh, Osweiler. We're not. You know, we might as well. That guaranteed. That would be the conversation every day. Is what that's what we, we should, what we should be doing. Um, and and of course, people holding that uh, that point of view would be would be correct in my view, which is why what we're doing is is the right thing. But uh, at any rate, the, uh, the the next one here is where I I kind of uh, feel uh, heartened by the whole thing because again, as this whole thing has to this point been, it's really been about uh, a, a kind of a quiet confidence that uh, that he that he is going to be around to administer the the fix here in all of this.
3: How did ownership react to the failed uh, McCarran trade and? Do you have any worry whatsoever that could ultimately cost you your job? Uh, I don't. I think we keep, we're in good communication with both D and Jimmy uh, on these things, and, and they're well apprised of what we're doing and why and how things come together. Uh, I think they've seen our track record in terms of being able to perform and pull off some of the more creative deals in the league and a, a host of just simple, straightforward of these transactions, whether they're in the season or in draft day. Uh, so I don't. I think they understand that we've been as aggressive as any team trying to churn this roster and improve it. Again, what does the
2: reporter think? You know, Sashi's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm really glad you asked me that question because, uh, yeah, I'm 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 a little worried about it. I think that uh, I think that any day now, Truck Stop is going to come down here and uh, he's going to he's going to kick open the door and he's going to tell me to get the, out of the building. And I I don't know how to deal with that. So uh, I'm glad you asked me that because I feel like now I I, I trust you. I feel like we can have this talk. I mean, what? Okay, you know what? What I guess I guess the guy's got to ask the question, but it's just kind of I don't know. What what what's he gonna say? Uh, what what's he good But I mean, what he did say was, hey, you know, I'm gonna be here. Everything's fine. We talked to we talked to Jimmy. We talked to D. We're all on the same page. We're you know we feel really good about uh, everything that we're doing. So hey, yeah, good. You know, good. Uh, yeah, but that that's. That's, I guess that's the answer that you got to give. If Jimmy if Jimmy
1: assured you that you guys are going to stay intact and come back in
3: here? No, it wouldn't be a conversation that I would have either, Scott. I think the most important thing for us to do is is really stay focused on our task at hand. We've got eight other opportunities this year. Our guys have been resilient and focused. I think you'd expect no less from the front office and the coaching staff, and that's what we'll continue to do.
2: Yeah, Scott, I'm not going to sit here and speculate about whether or not the boss is going to fire me, even though I've just got done saying that he's not going to. So instead, what I'm going to say is some really obvious stuff because you ask a stupid question. I'm just, look. I'm just maybe I'm being too harsh on uh, on these media. I don't know what I. I guess I don't know what I would um, what I would ask him any differently than what uh, than uh, than what these guys have to this point. Um, other than maybe you know, what's the you know how is there is there any you know news on Joe Thomas's uh, you know surgery? I guess there really wouldn't be at this point. The surgery was successful and so on. So now they're waiting it out. Um, is there any uh, you know I, I, injury report? I I guess I'd have to think about what I would ask him differently. But some of these questions I'm just not um, you know. <clears throat> I'm just not Although uh, everybody's favorite subject uh, Kenny Britt comes up here in the next one.
0: Sashi um, I want
1: to go back to Britt. Mm-hmm. Mary <laughs> uh, And I know you signed other free agents that are contributing but it didn't take a lot of institutional knowledge to have to know that contract was an eyebrow raiser. Uh, the amount and the years for a guy who, you know, has had issues in the past. And you said it's, he's not gone up to got enough just listen. Did you consult the coaching staff and the receivers coach about signing him before he was signed?
3: We, we have we're not going to go all the way back through all our valuation process. We have good processes, you know, internally. The reality of free agency, Pat, is when you're a wide receiver, that's a starting wide receiver in this league and you hit free agency, you're going to get paid. I mean, the, the, that's just the reality of it. Um, and Kenny has, you know, eight more opportunities this year and, and future years on his deal to come around. You know, we haven't been obviously from his perspective or ours um, where we expect it to be be with, with his performance, um, but he's working hard, and he'll continue to, and so I think that is the reality and dangers of free agency. Kevin, uh, JC, Jason come in, and and Kenny, they provide us you know, some real stable performance, and that, my sense is that Kenny uh, will, will work to turn it around here in the second half.
2: No. No, actually, what I did is I just I, I, I brought in Kenny Britt, and I said, "Hey guys, I brought in Kenny Britt," and they're like, "What? Why? Why didn't you say anything to us about this? We would We would have told you to say no. We don't want him." I mean, what? What do they? What? What do they? What do they? What do they? What do they think? What do they think he's going to say? Also, um, did you know there? And yeah, Kenny Britt's been terrible this year. What do you I mean, and, and that's and, and people, by the way, don't like this comment. Either, you know, wide receiver, you're gonna get paid. Well, right, yeah, right. That's that's pretty much anybody that's uh, that's in the league, right? I mean, if you're if you're a good player at a at a position of importance, you're going to get big money when you reach free agency. That's kind of the point. Um, and, and, and yeah, wide receivers, they you know they have um, they've certainly increased in value as the passing game has uh, reached preeminence in in the uh, in the old league. So fine. There's nothing terribly revelatory about any of that, Uh, and and but I mean, did we really pay? I mean, let's backtrack here a little bit. We were sitting around. uh, People were honestly talking about franchise tagging Terrell Pryor, which would have cost us sixteen million dollars. Which is what we ended up uh, using on the uh, the Brock Lobster um, deal. We, we were talking about paying $16 million to a guy that is essentially an afterthought in Washington, the team that he went to, which is unfortunate because I was hoping that he would do well there. But at any rate, we end up um, not doing that. But then when we don't do that, people are suggesting that what we should do is give him a contract somewhere in the range of like $40 million over four years with like, you know, 20 of that guaranteed or something. Um, and that's, that's, that's sort of the sort of numbers that people were tossing around. What Britt ended up signing for was so much less than all of that. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's an insignificant contract. I mean, he got a good payday as a starting wide receiver, but we're not talking about, we're not talking about the sort of money that just cripples a franchise. I mean, we're not talking about Andre Risen money. Okay. We're, we're talking about a contract that if it doesn't work out i mean we'll just kind of we'll move on from the guy yeah he sucks okay fine it, it it's a, it's really unfortunate that we got a guy that that didn't play up that that certainly uh, apparently, seemed to have taken the money and ran, and and but not fast, and, or, and which is you know that, that he's always had that kind of lackadaisical play style. And and, and look, it may be that uh, that Britt once you know once there's a presence of other good wide receiver, well, I should say good wide receivers. I can't say other good wide receivers because he certainly has not been that this year. But once some good wide receivers are on the roster, maybe that'll open up opportunities for him, and he'll take advantage of them. Who knows? But um, the the uh, <laughs> I just I mean, okay, the guy has sucked. What are you going to do? Are you gonna get? I mean, what are you gonna do? You you move on, and they're 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 gonna do that uh, one way or another. With uh, especially with with uh, Coleman and but but okay, so we we, we we signed a guy that hasn't been good. Does that mean that we're never gonna sign a you know a good wide receiver? There's also the possibility that we could learn from some of this stuff. But look. Um, and we answered the question just fine. The, uh, the, the, you may have noticed at the beginning of that that, that Mary Kay was a little, um, you know, she, she, she was just, she was not uh, happy. She was displeased. She kind of exhaled uh, in a disappointed fashion because she wasn't going to get her question in because she just had to get in this question. It was very important that she was able to ask this question.
0: There's a report that, um, that, that Peyton Manning has been uh, in town. Uh, recently. Is there are you guys talking to Peyton Manning about coming in here and, and joining this organization?
3: Uh, you shouldn't read to it one way. Even if we were we wouldn't comment on it here, um, and that's how I would leave it.
2: Right. I mean, what again,
3: what do you think? Well, you know, as a matter as a
2: matter of fact, Mary Kay, you know, it's funny. It's really shrewd of you to pick up on Peyton Manning coming into uh, town this week because we are I wasn't going to say anything, but we are very seriously considering replacing me with him. That's actually what uh, what we're what we're thinking about. So, yeah, um, you know, rock on what do you what do you expect the guys? And again, I'm, I, this is not me. I know that people, um, uh, it, th- they they throw around a word apologist for for these guys, and I think they kind of misuse uh, what what that what that actually means. But you know, at any rate, uh, I'm not I'm not making excuses for the guy. I'm just saying what what it's just kind of a, to get all. Or let me make sure I get this question in. Peyton Manning. There's reports that he was in town. Um, so was he in town to see you? you know, because there's no other reason he could possibly be in Cleveland. Which I don't know. Maybe there isn't any other reason he would be in Cleveland. I don't. Know. I don't know what, what Peyton Manning's interest would be in in uh, Cleveland. I guess it would have to be. But you know, there's a Tennessee connection with with uh, with Jimmy Haslam. Okay. But just like Sashi says, you know, if, even if something is going on, I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? I'm not going to tell you until it's time to tell you, and not one second before then. But. Again, I guess what else are you going to ask? And until I can, maybe that's the next thing I should do is just actually come up with the questions that I would ask. Uh, but at any rate, this was uh, this was how the thing ended.
1: Wait, what the, I did have to. Uh, you said when you first What's got hired, that you said when you first got hired, continuity was one of the pillars. Yes. Uh, aside from the, you know everything that happened last week, the record is still what it is. Do you worry that with that record? the continuity filler especially with an owner who has not, did not, not been afraid to make changes that that might top.
3: No, I, I think that's not the way you go into it. Obviously, if we we're racing to try to get as good as we can, as fast as we can, we would have a different different strategy. Uh, that isn't ours. We want it to be sustainable. We're going to be good, and when we, when we get there, we'll be good for a long time. Uh, you've seen a defense uh, here that's transformed from the bottom of the league to somewhere in the top half to maybe even top quartile, depending on what metric you're looking at or what statistic you're looking at, and it's entirely long, young, and that's something for fans to be excited about you know we've got maybe four guys that are on rookie deals on the defense and they're already a top 15 top 12 defense depending on the way you look at it our offensive line has come together and stabilized and we have some more pieces we need to drop in here to get the roster where it needs to be Uh, but there are signs of, of progress that that people can be excited about and look forward to at the same time we're disappointed in the results and we own those and we'll we'll get those better and that was how the uh
2: the thing ended and yeah yeah i i i I like that i like that approach we're putting ourselves in a position that when we're going to get good and when we get good we're going to be able to be good for a long time because of the way that we're structuring this thing and that was that's that's what Moneyball is that's what this whole thing was supposed to be about and he's not wrong about the defense this is the point they have spent in their first two years really a you know a, a a huge amount of resources on building up that defense they've they've added you know Ogba and Garrett and the the defensive line talent and Injoku. know well, not Injoku. He's on uh, offense. I meant to say Joby. And uh, also, you know, Trevon Coley was a guy that was brought in. Larry McGill. He's a guy that came in and played uh, a lot against Minnesota and played pretty well. Um, guys along that that defensive line. Joe Schobert, Guys that you know uh, 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 playing at the linebacker court uh, Jamie Collins. You know, brought in not from the draft. but brought in as a trade. And then getting guy like Jason McCourty. These and all of these guys. Now McCourty. Is is a veteran uh, collins is a veteran you know McCordy is uh, kind of remains to be seen what you know but he's having a great year i mean he's a guy that was brought in for cheap but he's having a great year and you look at the guys that are playing behind him jamar taylor breon body calhoun those are young guys that are under contract for a long time he's exactly right that's a young good defense it's getting better okay maybe it's not safe maybe it's not fair to say that it's good right now because it's obviously you know statistically it uh, it has its issues and it gives up a lot of points and we've had that glaring issue with the the safety but i'm saying if we get that safety position and you, we've seen when uh when you know ibrahim campbell was playing a decent safety in place of uh, peppers then we you know we, we played really well against the titans we played pretty, really well for a lot of the game against the uh, vikings and think until uh, we wore down there at the end uh other than the laps there with uh, with Campbell essentially pulling a peppers uh, in in that contest. So. Yeah, there's a lot to look at the defense and and to be excited about, and on offense. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, we, offensive line is solid, uh, Joe's injury notwithstanding. The tight end position group is solid. Wide receivers has struggled. Quarterback has struggled. Halfback, eh, okay. I mean, uh, Crow has you know he kind of a tough year, but has you know he's also made plays. He had a couple of um, of, of those against the Vikings, and he's he, he's done some things uh Duke Johnson has just been great, you know. So you look at and I mentioned uh, Matt Days earlier on, so can't really get too upset about the the running back uh position. So again, come back if you go position by group by position group, we're talking about quarterback, wide receiver and safety and one of those, you know, could very well be solved before the year is even over and you know and, and possibly two of them if uh you know if if Kid Zeppelin starts to uh to put it together. So at any rate, uh, listening to all of this, I, I come away with I didn't really care too much about what uh, the, the, the specifics were about a lot of the answers, particularly with the the stuff that happened last week. Cause I, I don't expect and I don't want him to be forthright and honest about this stuff. Why? Why is that to anybody's advantage? Especially we as fans, why is it to anybody's advantage for us to, you know, to, to, to get the truth out there about screw that? I want I want people, you know, judging wrong about what we're going to do and when we're going to do it and how we're going to do it because of why we are doing things. And I don't want I, 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 that, that. So I don't I don't want us to be airing out our dirty laundry. And, and Sashi did an effective job of that. And the fact that he multiple times, multiple times, and I didn't really catch this the first time around when I watched it, kind of listening to it the second time around, it really stuck in multiple times. He put Hugh in the room with him. Yeah, he absorbed the the impact here, but he put Hugh with him at every step. Hugh was with me. Hugh was with me when I was doing this. Hugh was with me. He saw. He saw what I was doing. He knows. And that was to the direct... That was to the sabotage question. And what that... So that... Okay. If you're going to read between the lines, and you you know how I like to be, what does that mean? If... If at the end of all of this, Sashi is going to go out there and say, "Yep, we screwed it up. We totally violated the poo chair. We 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 did that without you know um, without remorse, and uh, and it, and it continues to be uh, you know an issue. But you know um, the whole time, <laughs> you know the whole time he if if he's going to go out and say that and what actually happened was that he screwed it up and like like for example if he did sabotage the deal and then D goes out and blasts on him on uh, Wednesday which is kind of the, the, the thought that a lot of people had when all this was going on and they've since kind of gotten it you know in house where cooler heads prevailed and they said no it was a good thing that we didn't let this thing happen because hey come on two, a two and a three for Chesty and then he comes out and he says, no, no, we're all on the same page here. Everybody, you know, we're all in the room. And then Hugh just doesn't say anything about all this. It's, I mean, sounds to me like it's evidence of at least the team putting out a face of unity and cohesion. And again, to me, that's really the only thing that matters here. Michael Irvin talked about it. I heard him talk about it several years ago, actually, when he came and visited poor, poor Chud. He can't when Chud was the coach, Irvin came and visited. He's like, you guys, you're going to be you're uh, you're going to turn it around because this is the man is going to make it happen and they fired him a year later and i love michael irvin it's just it, it's just just but he was talking about the harmony of the team and 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 haslam when you know during the offseason talked about that too the the uh, i forget the phrase that he used uh, but it but that that was the phrase that i really liked with uh, irvin it doesn't necessarily matter that you make every decision correctly or that you do all the right stuff or that everybody um you know, agrees on every single decision. But for the most part, even when you have disagreements, right, that you do it in such a way that everybody comes away from. I think all organizations have disagreements in them. Right. I mean, wherever you are, uh, if if you are you know, successful, at, I mean, don't you don't you have within your own organizational structure times where everybody is, you know, not everybody necessarily, but people are, you know, going back and forth about we should do this. We should do this. We should do that. at the end of that. You can still respect each other. Right. And so, you know, you'd hope that there'd be some sort of process for that, like, uh, you know, within this organization, you'd hope. Uh, I, I just after this last week, the thing that I was the most concerned about was the organizational cohesion, the unity of everybody. And I'm just telling you what from whatever else came out of this thing. I come away from this press conference feeling like that's not in the worst shape that it could be in, which was unclear at this time last week with everything that was going on and everything that was being reported and all of the freak out that was going on in in, uh, dogs by nature land but uh you know this is you know this is uh this is a different week and now we uh just you know i think uh, with a lot of our injured players uh getting back into the lineup uh, we're we're gonna get ready for a contest here against a tough-looking Detroit Lions team that just beat the Packers last night, and we'll see if uh, if our orange helmets are able to uh, you know to to go out there and look better than they did. And if they if they're able to do that and still manage to lose this game, I'm not gonna be all that unhappy. And I'm not gonna be like, God, oh, what do you, how can you say that anybody's any good when we're one in twenty four? I'm not gonna care because i can see a bigger picture here i don't care about wins this year i don't care about wins this year i'd like to get one at least you know just like last year i'd like to get one so we don't have the uh, ignominious you know tra feat of uh going you know owen 16 being the the third team to do that in, in modern football history uh i certainly uh, would, would not like that to happen but if it happens it happens and i'm not gonna you know it won't be the end of the world uh unless we don't pick a quarterback in, in the draft but I'm not. Uh, I'm not going there yet. And I don't think that's going to happen. But I hope that we go out there and and uh, play well and uh, maybe maybe knock off the Lions. That'd be that certainly be a nice Sunday. Uh, I hope that whatever day that you're ha- that uh, you're in that you're listening to this that you're having a good one. And uh, I appreciate you uh, hanging with me here, uh, talking about. I think I think it was an important thing to uh, to, to parse this. Um, at least it was a thing that I did, and because of that, it forced me to kind of get the whole. Uh, you know, playback audio playback process in place sounded pretty good, right? I mean, nice and nice and tight. Uh, that's how it's uh, that's that's how it's supposed to be, and so for all future stuff, we've got that to get that kind of whole thing uh, ready to rock here as we uh, move into the future here on the DBN Network. Thank you for being here, appreciate you. If you would like to uh, leave a you know comment, criticism, whatever, you can do that on the the website dogsmanager.com, and the corresponding article for this show that maybe you saw and that's what got you here. You can uh, tell me what you think, uh, good, bad, whatever, in the comment section there, or if you really like to let me have it in a private way and just, you know, turn the knife that way. Easyweave at gmail.com, which is also where if you'd like to, um, you know, be on the network, hey, we'd, we'd love to have you. Just shoot me a note. Easyweave at gmail.com. Until the next time, which will probably be Sunday. No, actually, we have the uh, square table coming up on Saturday, so uh, hopefully... You'll, uh, you'll you'll get a chance to either participate or at least hear that and uh, I will join you the next time I do here on the DBN network my name is Easy Weave this is Easy Does it and uh, until next time good luck god bless so
0: who listen to podcasts, check it out.